Here we go. Coming in hot. As always, the third segment's where you want to be. It's Bling Vera Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. You're the coolest. Good morning, all my fans out there in podcasting. All the coolest, the hip cats, the coolest cats. This is the Bling Vera Podcast. What's that noise in the background? It's not an F-35. That sound happens to be a coffee maker. Oh, I don't know, that noise in the back? It's not, less a fridge too. But let's talk about some other housekeeping. Thanks for joining. This is Bling Vera Podcast. I'm your host, Bling Vera. Fridge is on, it's buzzing. I'm cooking some eggs over there. That alarm's probably going to go off. This cat right now is having some issues down here. We're going to play vacuum. I'm going to hurt, he's probably going to bite me. So it's one of those mornings, one of those episodes. How are you guys doing? Other housekeeping issues? Let's talk about it. Last night... Let me go somewhere quieter. Hang on. The booth. I want to state again that I miss Rat Rat very much. I miss the old days. First, let's get this first sip of coffee. This is the first sip of the day. First sip of the show. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's... Oh, my... Oh. Oh. This fridge wasn't so loud I could get this cat purring. I don't want to turn the fridge down because I tried to and it didn't turn off. So I was like, I don't have to leave it on. But that is a good cup of coffee. And this cat is, <laughs> this kitty is purring. Ow. Well, there's one sure way to get this cat for me to stop petting this cat and have this cat stop purring. And it's for him to start biting me. So we're done with that. The bad cat is over here on a pile of clothes, or actually in a hamper, rather. And well, I hope, I hope it's gonna, I hope these cats are gonna behave themselves in this during this episode, especially this first segment, because we got some important things to talk about. Even though it doesn't seem like we do, because I've already stalled for about two minutes here. Let's get another sippy cup, huh? Oh. Those eggs are probably gonna go off. The alarm's gonna go off. I'm gonna scamper out of here real fast. But, you know, my, my wheezing isn't as bad these days. I don't know if I'm getting more used to the cats or if the air filter is working or if staying outside more often, like the entire day and breathing the air outside instead of the, the cat air, or if it's just, maybe it's the cat hair that's actually making me feel better. I don't know. I can't say for sure without like a pap smear or what, what's it called? There's a cat now right next to me, hopped up on the chair. Yeah, well, it's a cat. Oh, now it's just perched. Oh, there it goes. Boop, boop. You do it one more time, you're out. The bad one's usually bad, but if you do it one more time, you're out. You're gone. This is the cat show. Thank you for joining the Bling Very podcast. And this is a podcast where we don't talk about important, hard-hitting local issues. We don't talk about questions or thinking outside the box. We don't try and get you to open your mind and expand your mind open <laughs> whatever we don't try and do that here i was gonna try and do an, a chris angel mind freak in the like cutscenes or in between segments he would say enter my mind i think the bad cat is looking at the good cat saying like stop making noise he's gonna kick us out of here he's gonna kick us out of the makeshift vocal booth no come on it's a big vocal booth for like a choir i've decided it's makeshift whatever all right Egg cooker's not done. The fridge is still on. This cat's out of the out of the makeshift vocal booth, and that's all we really need. So we're just gonna kill a little bit more time here. The cat just bit me again. Whoa! There's that. Those those eggs. 
Like bit me on my ankle. It's an ankle biter. It bit me hard though. I don't like it. And it knows I don't like it. I'm not encouraged. Every time it bites me, I don't go, okay, we'll just keep playing. I stop playing with it. I stop, I move, I, I leave. The whole reason I sound so concerned, that's a good cat. Yeah, that's a, that's a cat with a good head on its shoulders. And it's a pretty cat too. You know, it's a boy cat, but yeah, pretty nonetheless. It's handsome. It's a, it's a regal cat. It's a regal looking cat, okay? I know I could get some, I, oh, don't worry. I have pl plus, plus many, <laughs> tons of things to talk about. We should probably redo this episode, but we're not going to. Because I think there's a lot of cat owners out there who can relate. Uh, my, the show is about cats, so there's tons of cat people tuning in at home. As well as all my fans and listeners who are tuning in at home, too. Right. Now, like I said, this is a cat house. It's a breeding house. Uh, it's under the radar. It's kind of under wraps. We've got about 50 or 60 cats in cages. And we're getting a litter out every hour. Sometimes every minute, if we're lucky, if we time it right. Every minute of every hour, some days. But we've got a lot of cats in here. And we're breeding them all. And we're breeding them with each other. So the genetic diversity is not there. How are we doing it? Charcoal air filters. I've got a bunch of them. All right, I've got a whole freaking shed full of them. I've got them on full blast. So that, that takes care of the smell, no problem. The sewers are right next to a canal. I made a little like slide, little tin slide thing, like a trough, except it's kind of angled down, yeah. All the feces gets flushed down straight into the canal, straight into the, yeah, the uh, water. <clears throat> called it's not drinking water anyway that's what i'm doing over here so there's cats and they're biting me and they're nipping at me all the time no i try to teach him some manners and when we're playing vacuum he can kind of scratch me like with but the second he bites me it's like over oh, vacuum's over we're not playing vacuum anymore and then just the rest of the day he's like but bling skipping along like he's a cool cat i, I don't like cats i don't I especially don't like the one that's in here in the makeshift vocal booth with us right now. I despise it. And it knows I do. It knows I do. And any chance I get to say like, hey, no, knock it off. Like any chance I get, I'll do it. And, the, and it knows it too. So it's like, it's always walking around on eggshells. But when the gracious host is back here, then it's like my best friend. And it's like, we've been best friends all day. And it's like, no, we haven't. Like you've been on my nerves all day. But that's cats for you. That's what they do. That's how they behave. This one's probably just going to jump up as high as it can, probably land on my head sometime, at some point today. I was thinking I'm debating whether or not to use the cover art as the cat in a box so you can see what it looks like. It's an ugly one. It's one of the ugly kind. But we'll see. I think it's going to jump up here and just knock something over here now. The, the cats have different personalities, though. And the regal-looking one, he's actually like a tiger. A small tiger. But he doesn't, like like all big cats, have a hyroid bone to roar. Uh, unlike a cheetah, though, and also feline cats, big cats, small cats, their claws can retract. As we learned earlier this week, which I should probably get, you know, we'll probably talk about animals in the third segment, or maybe in the second segment, but I have some important issues to talk about. We'll get to it in the third segment, probably. So just go ahead and fast forward it. You can hear the cat whining out there. This is a cat special. We're talking about cats here. But a cheetah's claws don't retract. Also, a cheetah does not have a hyroid bone, so therefore some biologists, there's some consternation on whether or not it's classified as a big cat or not. 
And if you if you ask me, I'd say a cheetah's a pretty big cat, so we're gonna go with it. But it can't roar. It can't roar. Yeah, it's a it's a big cat. All right, but its claws don't just. It's a big cat. It's a big house cat. Then it's a big cat. Is a bobcat a big cat? It's a bigger cat, but I don't know if I classify as a big. I'd say it's a medium sized cat. Jaguar. Puma. Any questions? watching this show called the brea last night with gracious host and she made some some really good food some potatoes and stuff without milk uh if you believe it or not and she can pull it off pretty well so I'm, i was impressed with the food last night but it also seemed like it got dark really early yesterday like really early and so yeah october 20th here we are honk if you see me honk if you don't it's a honkler channel <laughs> we've got our hands full today I've got to send some resumes out and stuff and get try and land something here. Um, but I did start to explore some other options yesterday, and I, I was kind of relieved because it's like, here's what your requirements are. And I was like, oh, I meet those requirements. I can maybe get that job. For all my fans and listeners tuning in at home, uh, although I might be mostly an idiot, I'm not a complete idiot, just mostly. Is it by choice? Is it just an act? Is it just a goof? Is it just a character? that I'm playing for this podcast? Is it just a character? Like, do I have to get into character to do this podcast? The same way Tucker Carlson has to get into character while going on Fox News? Same way Martha Stewart had to get into character when she's cooking? I don't know. Maybe. Bling Vieira is an enigma, I would say, mostly. Yeah, he's neither here nor... He's neither hither nor thither. And coming into the end of this first segment, I think that's... That rings true. I'd say that's absolutely true. We've got about 15 more seconds. Remember I was talking about an airborne invasion? And a Russian airborne invasion or an airborne attack? Remember that? Well, let's talk about it in the third segment. We're rounding this at the corner in the second segment right now. Let's talk about some animals right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second segment. We're back out here. I'm about to get the break room, makeshift break room. Cat's biting me again. I was just gonna, I was just about to say we're gonna see if this cat's gonna behave itself. It's just not. It's gonna just keep biting. So remember that kid that would always scream and squeal? That's one thing I don't miss is all that screaming at the old studio. I oh my god! I, yeah, I can't believe I haven't talked about that more often. Oh sure, the cats might be biting me here, and they might be meowing in the back. Sure, the the fridge might be a little bit loud right now. But for crying out loud, literally, that kid would cry out loud. Well, I think I got the fridge turned off, or, you know, it's not making a sound anymore. So I think we'd probably do the rest of the show out here. The cat's eating, so that might be a little distracting. Cats everywhere. And the cat master. So in this second segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about animals, like we did in the other animal special that I did, where we learned about cheetahs and big cats and the hyroid bone. But there's something else I wanted to mention here before we get going on that. Before we get going into the animals and then the hard-hitting issues in the third segment, which you guys already know it's going to be what I'm going to talk about most likely, but... No, I'm not a cat person, even though I think that cute cat. Funny, because he just comes skipping over. And you can't not like him. And he's a pretty cat. He looks like a tiger. A little tiger. Yeah, he does. But, like, I can't not like this cat. I can't. I can try to hate it. He can bite me and play vacuum, starts biting me. But just how, like, loyal and cute he is. I wonder, though, is he trying to bite me to get... Is he under direct orders from the other cat? 
Saying like, anytime you get a chance, you bite his ass. Skip around, act all cute. Skip around next to him like, Bling's my best friend, we are blessed friends. Bling is awake and he's making coffee in the kitchen. We're about to play vacuum. Skipping along, singing this little song, this little cat song in his head. But he's under direct... <clears throat> you hear my voice crack? I'm a... Yeah. yeah. I'm going through some changes. Some hormonal changes. No, but his... uh. His whole M.O., he's under direct orders from the bad cat to freaking bite me. Any you act cute, you become his best friend. You get as close to him as you can. Any chance you get, you bite his ass, bite his foot, bite his calf. Go. F Here's a diagram of all the major blood vessels inside the body. Here they are in the legs. This is where I want you to bite him as hard as you can. You have razor sharp teeth. Keep eating that food. Keep your feet, keep your teeth sharp. Keep those claws sharp. I'll create a diversion and start scratching on the couch. He'll come over and try and beat me. I'll run off. And that's when you skip along and trip his ass and start biting him. They've rehearsed it. I've seen him rehearse it. They have this little tube thing that they go running in and out of. But the regal cat, the cute cat that I am just absolutely, absolutely adore. It, it will walk it'll like get inside of it'll weave itself inside of your feet as you're walking i don't know how i don't know how it's like a phantom cat like the cat we saw in the alley the other night but it will weave itself inside of your feet so you can't walk it trips you it will trip you how long it took me to get those cats to stay out there and to get back into the vocal booth with zero cats without touching them or moving them or to have the cats voluntarily leave the vocal to make sure the vocal booth i'm telling you you have to have my mind is like a steel trap. Enter my mind. I can let those cats just plot and scheme away now. Like, okay, he got us out of the he got us out of the vocal booth. We weren't expecting that. Did you bite him? How many times did you bite him so far this morning? Two or three? That's all right. That's pretty good. All right, let's re let's rehearse it. I'll start scratching the couch. He can't see it, so I'm just gonna pretend to scratch until he gets out here, and then uh, yeah, you go. But the cat sacrifices its body to weave inside of your and trip actually trip you like someone's putting like a stick in between your legs as you're just full on walking full stride just and it'll trip you and then it like turns around it's like ready to pounce on anyway enough about the cats nothing but cat special let's learn about some animals no wait wait i was going to talk about something very important to me wasn't i google maps master photographer badge google maps local seven local guide level seven uh, Google Maps Local Guide Level 7 Master Photographer Badge Master Reviewer Master Reviewer Master Photographer Google Maps Local Guide Level 7 On my way to Level 8 Any questions from the back? How long does it take to uh, earn those badges And achieve those accomplishments? That's a good question For me it took a little bit less than 6 months um, I probably would have earned them a little bit sooner For others I've seen some discussions, some message boards where they are proud of their 8 million views and it took them a little while to get 8 million views. So it, it's achievable by most. It could take a little bit longer or even a little bit less time uh, for others. But for me, I, I earned my master reviewer badge pretty quickly on, uh, I, you know, within, I think it's three months maybe. So <clears throat> I ran into some issues with some things 
and being stalked and having the police not believe me and all that stuff. Um, you know, having my phone turned off, sleeping in my car, terrified, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, intentional infliction of emotional distress, things like that to where, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting back to normal, I think, right now. And it's been, what, a month since I've been with a gracious host? She, yeah, anyway, about six months to get my master photographer badge, uh, level eight, to get to level eight, that's going to be a while. That's going to be a while. You have to get 15,000 points for that. And I think I'm out at six, 6,000, 7,000. I'm halfway there almost, but it's going to take a little while. Uh, so if that helps answer your question, yeah, it did. Good. I just wanted to say that I have 10 and a half million views. Thank you very much. I was saying, well, I'll have 10 million pretty soon. I have 10.3 million views on my Google Maps Local Guide Level 7 Master Photographer Badge. 10.3 million. If you think I haven't had an impact on your life, you better think again. And you better start thinking real hard about your decisions and your choices from here on out. Because if you thought I didn't impact your life, and then I did impact your life, you haven't, yeah. It's like, I don't think I want to keep going this direction anymore. He's impacted my life, and I didn't even know it. So that's up to you guys. Better think long and hard about it. But I have 10.3 million views, and I'm freaking proud of it. It's just growing now. It's growing and growing. More and more views, more and more good people appreciating my photos. It feels good, man. Who does that? Who else does that? Professional photographers? Okay, well, I might not be getting paid for it, but I certainly earned it, and it's a pretty big achievement, pretty big accomplishment, I would say, and I feel pretty good about it. That's, that's payment enough. I think the cats appreciate me for my photography. Um, they don't say it directly but because they can't talk, but I think they appreciate it a lot. And I know Gracious Host is, Gracious Host is proud of me for my achievements, uh, with Google Maps as a local guide level seven, my master photographer badge. But I'm also a certified optician through the American Board of Opticianry, valid through 2023. And I've earned a couple of other things too that haven't really made a difference in my life. And everyone told me that, uh, you know. I'll just get a job at Burger King then. All right. Well, I kind of quit my other job, <laughs> but uh, so I could get something better, but all right, yeah. I guess I'll go backwards, sure. I lost everything the past 10 years anyway, so I guess that makes sense. Might as well just start going backwards. I'm not old or anything. I don't have a full head of gray hair. I'm a tired, aged old man. It's green now. My hair is green now, though. And I'm contemplating whether or not to dye it black. Because I'm thinking about looking like Dracula for Halloween. All Hallows Eve. We haven't even talked about animals, really, besides those cats. Let me do one minute here. Let's talk about sharks real quick. The great white shark is three and a half to, to four meters, well, 12 to 16 feet long. The biggest great white shark on record was seven meters. That's 23 feet long. These huge creatures are ferocious predators. They eat fish, rays, and other sharks, as well as feeding on carrion. And carrion is decaying bodies of fish and animals. So they're kind of like scavengers in, in the sea world. They're maritime scavengers 
but not exclusively scavengers, like a vulture would be, or a hyena. <clears throat> that's not in the book, though. Let's keep reading. You can see that's a, I think it's called a chimera. A chimera live on temperate ocean floors. They are related to sharks and rays. There's a, like kind of little shark things, kind of like a suckerfish almost. Not, it's not a suckerfish, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Welcome to the third segment, by the way. Till the cows come home, possibly. Maybe in the fourth dimension, we'll see how it worked up I got. Sharks may have up to 3,000 teeth at one time. Various species of sharks have teeth of different shapes and sizes. This great white shark has sharp, wide, wedge-shaped, and serrated teeth that allows it to catch and tear its prey. Some types of teeth, like we learned with the elephants. Did you know an elephant's tusks are an elephant's tusk teeth? Anyone? Did you study? Have we been studying since the last animal? Are an elephant's tusks teeth? I'm gonna be so disappointed if you don't get if you guys get this wrong. Nobody? Yeah, they're called incisors. Humans have incisors too. So sharks have just sharp serrated teeth for tearing flesh, right? But other types of teeth incisors, canines, bicuspids, and molars like the human being's mouth, they can hold or even kind of chew their food. They don't have to just tear it off. Elephants have, elephants, elephants' tusks are incisors. So to answer your question, yes, elephants' tusks are teeth, like a saber-toothed tiger. Okay, one more. The stingray has a sharp stinger on its tail. When attacked, it lifts its tail and stings its enemy. I remember when I heard about Steve Irwin back in the day, and I was like, what? Like a stingray, a stingray jumps out of the water or does what? Like how? Like what? It got stung by a stingray and he died from it. Just probably one of the, like the most freak accident. And that's the type, like I'm not going to, no, I'm not even going to talk about it because like I was like freak accident and whatever like i don't know his kids are like too good to even talk negatively about their dad in any sort of light or not even negatively in a joking comical way about his death because he was such a good guy steve Irwin was he cared about animals um a lot he was like fearless and brave uh he had no fear steve Irwin did he <laughs> some of the stuff he and he was just so enthusiastic about animals and just really enthusiastic about him. Um, he probably realized once he got his job, like how on an animal planet was it? The crocodile hunter? Like how lucky he was. And probably the money probably didn't even matter at that point. I mean, like he, he'd been doing it forever anyways. Um, I wasn't going to talk about Steve Irwin at all, but there's a couple of biologists that I really, really admire. Steve Irwin's being one of them. Jeff Corwin would be the other. Uh, Jeff Corwin is still alive thankfully which is really good um but those two are really kind of my biologist idols i've always admired jeff corwin for his like um voices that he does and just his like sort of comical way of teaching you about animals and like learning and all the knowledge that he has about animals um finding them and sharing them with the world but Steve, but Jeff Corwin wouldn't just go running towards danger. I mean, he might sort of like seeing a venomous snake or something in a tree. He might kind of whatever, but he's still cautious about it. He's not, 
I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say reckless because Steve Irwin, like, might have been reckless, sure, but he was very skilled in chasing after danger and chasing after animals, like dangerous animals. Somehow, um, he was never killed by any of those, like, super dangerous animals. And again, I think that comes back to, like, his knowledge and his skill level, his physical skill level, his dexterity, um, and knowledge of the animal and just, like, knowing how it's going to behave and how it's going to attack and what to look out for and uh, to have, like, a contingency plan in place if he does get attacked. The fact that he was killed by a stingray, it sucks because it must have been such a freak accident I could only imagine when it happened. I haven't seen the video, if there is video, or I haven't really, I don't like watching stuff like that. I don't at all. Um, I don't think it's appropriate. And I don't like exposing my mind to things like that, to videos like that, that are inhumane, or just show like tragedy, typically. And that's a video that I don't want to watch if there is one or if there's photos or whatever. But I could imagine that when it happened, um, he probably said, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. But he probably like looked down or something and just was like, oh my, like, this is not good. Like there had to be a moment of panic there where it's like, are you kidding me? Like this is how it's going to happen? Like a stingray? It just what a, uh, what a sad loss for Steve Irwin um, and his kids too. But his kids are like carrying on his legacy in immense ways. Um, there was one episode I saw where Bindi and I forget what it's called. Hang on, hang on. Is Knuckles? Knuckles was in Sonic? It, Knuckles was the type of animal. I can't think of it right now at the top of my head. Uh, Chilea? A chill... Something like that? I'll have to look it up and I'll ask the question. But it's something like that. And there's a video where Bindi's releasing this burned Chilea thing out in the wild. Oh my gosh, it gets me, man. It gets me because she's crying because she was so fond of this animal and to bring it back to life or just to, to nurse it back to health rather and to get it back on its feet, literally, to where it could survive back out in the wild. Oh my gosh, it gets me, man. That stuff gets me because that would be hard to do to release an animal like that back. I'd be like, I'm keeping it. We're friends for life. Like this is my pet now. <laughs> I can't say goodbye to this thing. I can't talk about it anymore. Gotta switch it up here. Um, F-35s. F-35s, the, the airplane. There were five of them that flew over last night. I can't talk about it, I'm sorry. It has to switch that fast because I'm not going to talk. I can't. I got distracted by the cats. I needed it. Otherwise, I wasn't going to be able to talk. That Anyway, so there's F-35s that are in Hill Air Force Base here in Utah. Uh, Hill, Air For Hill Air Force Base is like, what, a few miles, um, 40 miles from Salt Lake, maybe, give or take, it's 60 miles, about 50 miles north of Salt Lake. So it's not too far. It's not too far. And that's where the F-35s are kept, I think, or at least that's where a lot of them do their training. There's air shows out there. Hill Air Force Base, there's a museum over there, and the SR-71 is in that, in that museum. I've seen, I've seen it. It's a beautiful freaking plane. So we have an SR-71 here in Utah, and it's at the Hill Air Force Base Museum thing. You should go check it out because it's cool to see. 
But we have some F-35s here at Hill Air Force Base in Salt Lake City, Utah, just north of it. Where did we get those F-35s from, and why do we have them here? Anybody? Any questions from the back? Anyone? Well, those, those were slated, those were scheduled to go to Turkey, I'm pretty sure. The country of Turkey. They bought them. They purchased them for billions of dollars. And then, I think in 2020, we said, no, we're canceling your contracts for those airplanes. Even though we've already built some, <laughs> we're going to keep those. Thanks for buying the airplanes for us. If you think I'm lying, we're going to keep your airplanes and we're not going to pay you back the money that you used to purchase them, Turkey. So thanks again. And we will keep them in Utah, just 50 miles north of Salt Lake City. Yeah, Utah, Salt Lake City, uh, the home of the winter 2002 Olympics. Guys, remember that bid rigging that happened in 2002 for those Olympics? There was some corruption and scandals and whatnot. Old Mittens Romney, I think, came in and rescued and saved the day. No, you guys don't know about the 2002 Winter Olympics scandal? There was bid rigging. There was organized crime involved with that. You guys remember I've been talking about organized crime for a while now? Organized crime ring running rampant off the rails here in Salt Lake, just running things pretty much at this point. Police departments, repo companies, probably uh, who knows what other storefronts they have. Who knows? Energy companies probably, or at least their hands in energy. Copper, uh, copper mines, uh, aircraft hardware. Whoa, whoa, slow it down, please. Slow it down. Well, those... F-35s were supposed to go to Turkey, and we never gave them back the money, and we're just flying them around Salt Lake City. Um, guess what happened last night, though, after Gracious Host and I were... She was excited, man. It was it was weird. Like, so we're, we're watching La Brea, the show La Brea. It's a good show, too, by the way. We're watching that show, and I heard this, like, thunderous roar, like thunder, except it's clear skies outside, and it was still light out. And I was like, and we're kind of in the path of the airplanes to land just at, not Sky Harbor, it's um, a Salt Lake City Airport, International Airport here in Salt Lake City. So we're right in that path, kind of, here and there, some planes fly over, you know, and they, they get loud sometimes. Uh, the other day, I saw some Apaches flying overhead, and I haven't seen those really since the early 2000s or since the Cold War in the 80s. You'd see them all the time in Arizona. I think it was last week. Last week I saw some Apaches flying overhead and I was like, huh, that's, you know, I haven't really seen those in Salt Lake very often. The other day I saw some big, like the big four engine uh, aircraft landing or kind of coming in a line uh, to land probably at Hill Air Force Base or who knows, maybe Salt Lake City International. I'm not sure, but there's some big airplanes that are probably cargo or who knows what else. And I remember thinking like, man, I wonder what's in that big giant plane. <laughs> I saw a few of them. And I remember I was just kind of walking. I was just thinking, like, I bet you whatever's in that plane could probably, like, feed me for the rest of my life. The cost of that plane could have just bought me food for at least a year or something. And I was just kind of like, eh, you know, taxpayer money, whatever. Yeah, Sweden can be very generous with their social help, their social programs, and, like, welfare, I guess you could call it. Um... Sweden will be generous with that, but the American United States will not. But the United States will just have an unlimited blank check for flying cargo, you know, military stuff. Yeah, that's fine. 
as generous as you want with that. Bombing people, destroying lives and countries and espionage. Cool. Yeah, here's tax money for that. Helping people stay off the streets and not beg for money. No way. Get a job, you bum. Such a backwards mentality, man. It's so backwards. Nobody wants to be on the street and nobody wants to beg. And if they do, there's only a few people that probably do. Literally only a couple people that probably do. No one wants to live that way. Nobody does. And nobody should deserve. No one deserves to live that way. Unless you're like hurting people. Then yeah, be locked up like an animal because you can't stop hurting people. But other than that, no one wants to live that way. Freaking people, man. Americans. So anyway, uh, gracious, ho I'm like, that's not a regular airplane. And of course, yeah, the Peregrine Falcon. I was like, hey, I think that's a Peregrine Falcon. It's a, that's a pigeon. It's like, oh, look, there's a Perkins Hawk over there. I think that's a Peregrine Falcon, I think is what that is. Oh, yeah, look at that. You were right. So I say, I think there's a, I think there's something flying overhead. It's a, it's an airplane. <laughs> Some freaking gracious host, man. It's like, no, I don't think that it is. That sounds different to me. Go running outside, look up in the sky, and there it was, an F-35. And it was kind of like hovering. It was doing the thing where it was like, but it was so loud. And normally nor with loud motorcycles, loud cars, I hate them, all of them. I try not to hate the people that drive them, but yeah, it'd be kind of difficult. But I hate, I hate loud noises. Just, I can't stand them. I'm always wearing earplugs at concerts, uh, monster truck shows. I have to wear earplugs. I don't like loud noises at all. I'm very sensitive to hearing. And the loud, thunderous, freaking F-35, the first one, she comes running out and she's got this big smile on her face and she was all excited. Like, I didn't know she was into airplanes, like jets and stuff. Like, I didn't know, like, what's this? And she like was just listening to it and was just so happy for a second there. And I was like, what the heck? I guess growing up, she lived out there by the base or at least would visit by the base during the summer or something like that. And she would always listen to the jets and the airplane shows and it just kind of reminded her of that. And I was like, oh, like, that's cool. She said she didn't really care what kind of airplane or like care too much about the plane. She just liked the, the sound of them. I was like, well, I'm pretty sure it's an F-35 and it might be doing some sort of uh, drill where it's kind of like hovering because there's different variants of the F-35 airplane. There's, I think, three different kind. There's one where it can just take off on regular runway. There's another one where I think it can, well, there's one where it would take off vertically like a Harrier jet could. Vertically like a helicopter. It can just go up and take off that way. And then there's another variant that can, is made for aircraft carriers and things like that. Short takeoff, short landings. But I think what was going on here was it could have been one of the vertical takeoff one, but it was kind of like hovering, but it was going really, really slow. Not slow, but you know, whatever. It wasn't just racing across the sky. It was just kind of going and it was so loud. And I, I was happy about it. I was like, yeah. I was just, I, was, I don't think I was as happy as the gracious host was because she was really into that sound, that airplane. And so I kind of thought, well, that's it, you know, back inside. <laughs> Show's over. But it wasn't over. Show was not over. I was like, I think there's another one. And she's like, yeah, there is. And then that's when she was right all the time. And I was started to be wrong. I was like, I don't know if that's another one. I don't know. It doesn't sound, is that? She's like, it's another one. <laughs> Here comes another one. There's a total, I counted four. 
And she said there was five. So whatever. But Turkey ordered, there was four built for Turkey. Four F-35s built for Turkey that were made, but were never delivered or refunded. And last night, last night, just after they flew overhead here, directly overhead here in Salt Lake City, beautiful Taylorsville, Utah. Taylorsville, Utah is just a suburb, so it's just a little bit south. What, within the hour of flying overhead here, one of them crashed into the ground. One of them crashed. I haven't looked at, I actually kind of fell asleep a little bit early yesterday. So freaking tired from walking everywhere and missing the bus and everything else. The stress of being alive, freaking tired and worn out, exhausted from everything. But I had read just right as I was going to sleep, I was like, one of them crashed. And I was like, no way. Like, just incredible. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. And so I took a screenshot and I texted to her and I was like, hey, like one of those things crashed. They just flew overhead. One of them crashed. And we're both like, holy shit. Like, what the hell? And I had just um, done a little research on them and found, you know, the Turkish ones. And, but but I've, I've known about the F-35s for a little bit. And I, you know, I mentioned, did I not, in the crazy episode that I probably should delete, but the airborne invasion, it's, um, it's the uh, uh, Seacrest. It's the Ryan Seacrest bets me $50 to pet the, the cat, the stray cat in the, in the phantom cat kitten jingle bell out there that night you don't have to listen to that one because it's nuts <laughs> it's totally crazy I, was, I think i was pretty wrecked but it's for entertainment value whatever at the end i get really worked up um unpopular opinion at the end but i, I talk about it and i say because I, I was kind of worked up and there's that was the same day the secretary of state and secretary of defense came on tv with their little special uh, vague announcement yeah very, um, um, what's the word? Ambiguous. It's a very am ambiguous announcement that they were talking about Secretary of State and Secretary of Defense and General or Colonel, whoever. And I was thinking, one of the questions was like, what about airborne defense and stuff? And they were t talking in detail about that. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe there's some, something going on here as far as like an air attack or something, but doing a little bit of research, just glossing over these F-35s, there's been quite a few uh, mishaps, whether mechanical, pilot error, or a combination of both, whether it's a fuel line, just like a fuel line leak or fuel something, there's no redundancy there, and it ended up crashing the airplane. One of the engines caught on fire, just, I don't know all the details, but it was a class C incident where that could be anywhere between $60,000 and $600,000 to repair. But the one that got me, the one that I really was intrigued by and actually impressed with, but on both ends, because so it was in South Korea. There was a South Korean pilot flying one of these F-35s, and he said there's a bunch of noises. He was flying low. There's a bunch of noises, bangs, that came from the airplane and everything went out. The electronics went out. I guess he could still fly it and he had to belly land it. And he did. He successfully belly landed it, survived. He didn't eject. 
which I was like, damn, that's impressive. Like for a pilot to do that, like, damn. But I guess like all the mechanics on it just went out and he had to belly land it. The tower told him he probably should eject, but he didn't, which that's impressive, man. Like I was impressed with that kind of flying, like that kind of bravery, that level of skill to fly one of those newer planes and land it like that, like, and survive, salvage the plane. Like, damn, dude, South Korea, (laughs) South Korea has some good pilots, I imagine. Some very good pilots, I imagine. That's impressive, man. I'd like to shake his hand. If you hear that story, it's probably classified, but that was the part that got me was the mechanics went out or the electronics went out. I've I've been saying this. Whoa, freaking cat. One of those cats just nailed the door. I don't know. I open the door and then they're both just looking at me. Like, hey, what's up? Like, I don't know. What was that loud bang against the door just now? I don't know. Just been we're both just sitting here. We've both just been sitting here. I don't know. There's nothing in front of the door. Well, what'd you guys like? What are you cats doing? Like, what? Just what? Being cats. Nothing to see here, bling. Doors don't just randomly bang like that, you freaking cats. Now, who's responsible? They're both just sitting there with their tails, just doing the thing, like whipping them. Yeah, just casually. Interesting timing, too. I was just coming to my conclusion. Cats are being controlled by the microwaves. Let's get a little refill of coffee as I'm doing the conclusion here. Those cats, man, just like casually, like that was a loud bang. Those cats were just like, "Eh, you heard something? I didn't hear anything. The door made a sound. I didn't hear it. I've actually seen the bad cat as it's riding the other cat, the good cat, like a horse. I've actually seen it like get tripped up and fall and like roll pretty hard. But (laughs) it's riding the other cat like a horse. Like going back and like hitting the other cat's rear end. Like, faster, faster, come on. And then, like, digs in more and rides it like a horse. I'm telling you. I think the other cat likes it at first, and it's going so fast, it's a blur. But then it can't buck the cat off, and I think that's kind of maybe what happened here with the door, that loud bang. It, like, got bucked off and kind of rolled into it, but it rides the other cat like a horse. It does. I seen it. Okay, so in conclusion, right? What's my point here with the F-35s and Turkish F-35s and not paying them back and having one crash? South Korean pilot hears a bunch of bangs and noises, has to belly land it, doesn't eject, brave, fearless. I just think outside the box with me here, if you can, if you're capable, if you're not capable, don't. Turn it off. There's something going on here in Utah. There's something going on here in Salt Lake City, Utah and suburbs, north and south. There's something not good happening here. There's something bad happening here. I'm convinced of it. Nobody wants to acknowledge it. Nobody wants to admit it. Nobody cares. I know the police don't care at all. And I know nobody wants to consider all these other things and go off into Bling's enter my mind. Paranoid way of life, right? No one wants to jump in on that, join this party. But nobody is paying attention to these vehicles with things on the top of them. That either microwaves or whatever the hell, I don't, I don't know, but they're not going camping. They're not going up and down the canyon with snowboard gear on the top of their car and tinted windows and stuff. They're driving it around. I don't know what it is. These big box things. I don't know. Maybe it's Google Maps. Maybe they're local guides for Google Maps. Or maybe it's just, maybe it is cargo. Maybe they are just covering it up with black bags or black 
coverings strapped down tight in their newer style trucks, probably similar to the one that was following the Murray woman around from Draper to West Jordan, I imagine. But I've said that we're being infiltrated here, uh, not maybe here in Salt Lake, I don't know, but infiltrated as far as like the government goes in Salt, uh, the United States. Slowly, just slowly getting things to not work anymore. Taking their sweet time. How, how many generations has it been since the Soviet Union collapsed? I'm not saying at all that the people that are, have been following me, that they're responsible for this F-35 crash. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not even saying that the people that have been following me do have weird electronics on top of their car and weird stuff on top of their car for tracking people or high-frequency uh, tools or weapons that give you headaches and stomach aches and cancer, also known as Havana Syndrome, that was found in Cuba. You know, Cuba. Give me a break. As in the Cuban Missile Crisis, those missiles, the Cuban communist... Hello? called Havana Syndrome, and I, I think that they're pretty, pretty set on microwaves as the culprit. But some sort of high-frequency device, high-frequency weapon that's giving people massive headaches and, like, frying their brains. Look it up. <laughs> no, I'll do it. I'll do all the work. Don't worry, babe. Don't worry, babe. I'll get it on Google and give you a link. Don't worry. I don't know if that's what's on the top of these cars and these trucks and the following you around, stalking you, terrorizing you. Uh, pretending to be fake caps, I, I don't, I can't tell you, because I don't know. Uh, no one listens to me, so it's like, well, just let them keep doing it, I guess. Not worth looking into crazy old bling and his theories, his experiences and stuff that he's seeing, keeping track of, but nobody cares, and no one thinks like that extreme, I guess. No one wants to consider it. Maybe it's too scary, or maybe it's too much to compartmentalize. I don't know. I don't know why anyone can consider it or why nobody cares, like does not care. South Korea is kind of by China. If there's a South Korean pilot who experiences this sort of malfunction on an F-35 and has to belly land it, here's a bunch of noises. Do you think maybe it was an electromagnetic pulse, an EMP? Or, or something to that effect, microwave, just something that sabotages the plane without, wep without actual physical weapons, maybe like a laser, who, like, who knows, right? I, or maybe the plane just malfunctioned. Maybe that billion dollar, super expensive plane just malfunctioned. The billion dollars is down the drain on the malfunction on a fuel line. Well, why did we spend a billion dollars on this airplane then if the fuel line, if the fuel, fuel pump goes bad? <laughs> we got to change the batteries or the electronics went out and had to belly land it a bunch of noises coming down from underneath your plane a bunch of banging around that doesn't sound good and everything goes out after that happens that doesn't sound good either and there's just no one one of the planes actually disappeared too a Japanese pilot disappeared they say they found parts of the wreckage and everything else yeah okay. recovered the pilot's body look there's a bunch of weird stuff, but this, this, these planes are no joke. These planes are kind of a big deal. Utah happens to have four of them, 
that belonged to Turkey, th that money was not refunded. And then one of them just happens to crash last night? A, a routine flying over the city and one of them crashes? A populated city? 2002 Winter Olympics? Side city? Get Ogden Auto towing up there to tow that plane out of there. We don't tow junk planes and abandon them at Hill Air Force Base. If those planes are just crashing and losing their ability to fly, maybe it's not such a good idea to fly them over the city right now. We do this 4th of July flyover with those planes here in Salt Lake. Um, they do them at football games, at big stadium games. They'll fly over. But maybe those Turkish ones, those ones that we made for Turkey, maybe we'll just kind of keep those, while these trucks are driving around and stuff, with the things on the top of their trucks. Uh, maybe if we don't know what's on top of those trucks, maybe we just should probably keep those planes on the ground for now. Because that's an expensive, expensive plane to crash and to have malfunction, I would say. For a billion dollars or $500 million for $200 million, however much those planes, whichever plane they crashed, whichever variant of plane was crashed. I don't know, man. But what if? What if? I'm telling you, there's something happening here in Utah. There's something happening in Salt Lake that's not good. And just so happens an F-35 crashed yesterday, too. Still not good, I would say. And if these companies in this post-pandemic dystopian present that we're living in right now, if some of these companies are allowed to behave in the way that they're behaving, then they're going to keep pushing the envelope until they get caught. And if they can't get caught, then they're going to keep pushing the envelope until they succeed doing whatever it is they're trying to do. Think about it. What else is Bling right about? Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the coolest. Good night. Take care. Oh, yeah. And I think it's worth mentioning that when I was being chased and terrorized by, uh, like, conspicuously terrorized by the repo company that was after my car back when I had my car and they're chasing me around everywhere, for some reason they couldn't uh, bring those trucks with the things on top. They couldn't bring them to the airport. For some reason, I never saw one there. Even in the, as I was waiting in that little parking area, they couldn't, I didn't see them. They disappeared for some reason over there. Anyway. I'm gonna try and see if we can get this cat purring, huh? He's a bad cat.